Another edition of Beat the Closing Number presented by TheLines.com. My name is Eli Herskovich. My co-host name is Mo Noir. To my right, virtually, you could follow him on Twitter as it says on the screen. You could also follow TheLines.com on Twitter at TheLinesUS. One baseball game to break down here on Friday, April 28th, Angels at Brewers. But before we get started... Remember to give the video a thumbs up and ring the bell to get notifications whenever the lines releases a new sports betting video on any market, including Mo's day-to-day MLB picks just like this one. And head over to the Lines Discord channel if you want to get the best of the number with Mo. That link is at thelines.com. So, Mo, let's hit on Angels at Brewers, LA at 14 and 12, Milwaukee. 16 and 9, both teams in second place. And the Angels just a half game back of the Astros and Rangers in the AL West, while Milwaukee is a game and a half back of Pittsburgh. We touched on the Pirates' red hot start with Tom Verducci on our long form Beat the Closing Number podcast. Remember to head over to thelines.com to listen and watch that. So looking at the money line market here for this game, Mo, Angels opened around plus 120, now down to as low as plus 110 at DraftKings Sportsbook. And looking at the pitching matchup here, Wade Miley, a lefty against another southpaw, Tyler Anderson. Miley has a 196 ERA and four starts, but a 414 X ERA, so potential negative regression to come after about a month into the baseball season. And if you don't know what XERA signifies, it combines exit, velo, launch angle, and sprint speed on weekly hit, ground balls, or just balls in general to model what ERA will be based on for underlying factors of balls in play. So kind of similar to BABIP if you employ that metric in your baseball handicapping. And then on the flip side, Tyler Anderson for the Angels, a 7-2-0 ERA in his first four starts of the season, a 5-9-6 XERA. And comparing Miley versus Anderson, though, the Angels had the fourth highest WRC plus against lefties this season, Milwaukee with the second lowest across baseball. So how do you project Angels Brewers? Are you looking towards this team a bit here and try to fade Miley after a red hot start. Yeah, I am trying to fade Miley. I think Miley's fine. Um, he's probably about where, like you said, his XERA is. That's about where I have him projected. Roughly average, maybe a hair below. Um, if you don't get a good price on this one, you can blame Eli because he made me wait an hour. I was up at the crack of dawn, grinding through everything, just. <laughs> You know, even though I was dead tired from the draft last night and just dug up a great price on the Angels, got plus 120. That's why you got to get in the Discord. Um, But, yeah, I still like it at plus 115. Honestly, I do. I think it's still too high. Um, Like you said, you definitely hit on one of the major points. Angels fourth against lefties so far. We've already talked about how bad Milwaukee was last year and so far this year against lefties. Um, they, I think it's real on the Angels side. For sure, they do profile to me as a team that should hammer lefties. So right-handed. So many right-handed bats that have crushed lefties in their career. Rendon, Trout, Drury, uh, Renfro. Drury was uh, atrocious for a solid month there, and he is absolutely on fire now. Multiple dingers in the last 
week, I think. Uh, I think one of the Fangrass writers said today, nothing like facing the A's to get you right, and that's exactly what's going on for Drury. Uh, when I look at Tyler Anderson, I've been interested in fading him, actually. I'm very surprised to find myself on him. Uh, his velocity has been really bad so far, uh, down to 88, but it's it's actually rebounding. He started the season at 88. He's up to 90 now. Um, he's only like a half tick below where he was last year when he was awesome. So I don't think he's going to have a 2.57 ERA again or a 3.1 XERA. Obviously, that was probably a career season that he had with the Dodgers. Uh, but I think probably close to average. And, and with their massive edge with the bats here, I, I do think this line should be close to even money. Uh, I was even trying to sort down um, using StatCast. I was digging around trying to sort through some of the pitch type stuff and uh, against the pitches that they'll be facing here. um, The Brewers have a 287 X Woba versus um, Tyler Anderson's left-handed repertoire and 287 X Woba. People probably don't know what that means, but that is tied with the white Sox for dead last. If (laughs) that was their overall X Woba here against uh, these pitches so yeah it's it's not good not a good situation for the brewers bats i don't think they just had like a handful like two or three players that have been above average against lefties so far this year and most of their key hitters have been really bad uh william Contreras is really the only exception so if you like uh if you like props he's the guy i would look for uh if you want to hit a hit a hit a hit a hitter prop here today but uh other than that i don't like this lineup and uh I think the Angels should probably be close to even money, like I said. Yeah, Contreras has been probably the best bat in this Brewers lineup, former Braves backstop. But looking at this thing big picture, Mo, for the Angels, LA, you got a great price on Los Angeles to win the AL West at around 12-1 to 1 before the season in early March, actually. And the Angels right now, 5-1 to 1 to win the division, tied with Texas at around... I think the lowest price in the market on both teams is plus 400. Houston, a consensus price of minus 164 across the legal sports books. Remember to head over to thelines.com to get the best of the number on just game-by-game bets or MLB futures. So now about a month into the season, how are you gauging the AL West odds? Yeah, if people listened early in the season, they'll know that I was high on uh, the Angels. I thought this lineup was really good. I still think it's really good. Um, unfortunately, they have had some of the issues that I expected and also a pretty big injury that is really unfortunate and really makes me sad, not only for my futures, but one of my fantasy teams. I did snag some Logan O'Hoppy. Uh yeah, he might be out for... I don't think... He said he's hoping to be back in four months. That's a long time um, to be having a replacement-level catcher in there. So that's that's pretty big, potentially. So Ohapi was playing really well. I don't know if he was going to keep playing at a rookie-of-the-year-type level like he was, but having a replacement-level catcher uh, for many months is, is a tough break. And, man, the defense has been really bad, too. Like, obviously, I expected that was, like, a known thing on paper. The defense in the bullpen has has been pretty rough for the Angels. I would say right now I probably wouldn't take the Angels even though they are right there and 
bullpen should be fixable. The high leverage arms haven't been the worst, I don't think. But, um, yeah, I, I'm a little bit interested in the Rangers, actually. Uh, I, I said from the start of the year this team had this team had a World Series ceiling. If everything went right and things are going right and they're right now still plus 500 and it might be worth a look, the Astros are, I think probably in better shape than they deserve to be, honestly, given how bad they've played and the injuries and everything. So that makes me uh, a little bit nervous uh, right now as somebody who was looking to fade the Astros. And I still feel fine, obviously, like when it comes to um, the win total stuff because these losses are in the bank. Nobody can take them away. But the fact that nobody's been able to like really build a lead on the Astros when they've been pretty down bad when you look at like injuries and stuff like that, it's it's a little bit disappointing, and, and I have to say, Hunter Brown might be that guy. This guy has been doing it. Yeah, I think the Astros don't really miss Justin Verlander too much, especially after what we saw in the playoffs. Some of his numbers starting to rise considerably, small sample size, and obviously banged up for the Mets right now. But speaking of starting pitching, though, Four starters on the mound that you want to hit on and compare or at least note that one is not like the other. Alec Manoa for the Blue Jays, Jack Flaherty for the Cardinals, Aaron Noah for the Phillies, the reigning NL champs, and Zach Eflin, a former Philly himself, for the Tampa Bay Rays. Which pitcher is not like the other three? And is there something to take away from a pitching metric standpoint, even though the sample size is small. Yeah. So for today, we just had decided basically for the, for the listeners and the viewers, since I only had one bet I wanted to talk about, I, we, we decided to hit on a couple pitchers that I'm, I'm looking at today that um, maybe you should have your eye on just in terms of like knowing whether these early trends are going to keep going. Um, so one, for sure that has caught my eye so far is Zach Eflin. He's the one that has caught my eye in a good way for sure. Man, Rays and Dodgers, it's just like you can just send any pitcher to these teams and they'll just like figure out the best way to have them uh, be the best version of themselves. And it looks like Zach Eflin might be like the latest Rays uh, pitching factory ace. Uh, His estimators are like around three across the board. Um, He's kind of doing some weird things though he abandoned his fastball basically and he's throwing 30 percent cutters which is like a pitch he's never thrown before um and what's happening is apparently he's getting jacob de level chase rate so far so i mean obviously a small sample i think i looked he's faced two really really bad offenses in, in his three starts if i remember right so uh maybe just like an opponent thing here but uh maybe keep an eye on zach eflin he might be quite a bit better than the projections think so far although obviously with the rays playing so well it's going to be pretty hard to find value probably uh if anything i would expect rays lines to keep getting inflated so i don't know if that's going to be actionable at all other than that i'm looking at alec manoa he's an obvious one uh i'm really trying to do a dive into what's going on with him and was not finding too much other than his slider seems to be the major issue it's lost like a couple inches of break, but whatever couple inches, I wouldn't know if it would matter this much, but batters are just not chasing it at all. And that's like the big thing. He's lost a huge chunk of his chase rate. And I think it's his command of his slider. I was looking at the heat map. 
big red circle right in the middle. So not what you want with your breaking pitches, just hanging a bunch of sliders right in the middle and not as like big of a red spot in the, in the, you know, the, the breaking spot where you want it to hit the, the opposite corner. Right. So some sort of issue going on there. Couldn't tell you what it is. Would not want to back Alec Manoa right now. Uh, Aaron Nola, another one, former ace, I mean, career season last year. I don't know what's going on so far for him because his strikeout rate has plunged. And he's actually walking some guys, which is something he pretty much never does. Uh, I think he's still going to be very good. Obviously going to be tough to replicate what he did last year. That might just end up being a career year. But I'm assuming that one's going to normalize. Jack Flaherty is the other one I wanted to talk about. His walk rate is twice the league average so far, which is pretty insane. Uh, he has also added a cutter. The cutter's been awesome for him. His fastball is terrible, and it was absolutely atrocious last year. So I, I see why he's trying to make some changes. Right now, I would look to fade him, especially against lefty-heavy lineups. Um, I'm looking at his splits, and they are really, really bad. Lefties crushed him last year. They're crushing him so far this year. He's not getting any chases. So I think he's just losing a lot of his stuff. It's kind of sad, man. He was looking like a bona fide ace when he was coming up, and the injuries have really just wrecked him. And Flaherty takes on the Dodgers tonight, as you mentioned, starting among those four pitchers that you broke down. And looking at Dustin May, who Flaherty faces off against, he really hasn't been missing bats. And I was just looking up his strikeout prop before we got started sitting at over under five and a half with the under a bit juiced. And if you look at uh, where May ranks in strikeout percentage or just whiff rate from the opposition in the sixth percentile of whiff rate, which is not great. And the Cardinals don't really strike out against righties. So maybe just something to note if you're capping this game, maybe you look towards the over. If the Cardinals or offense is able to back up what they did on Thursday, granted it was against Logan Webb in the back half of or back end of his start and then the Giants bullpen, but maybe the Cardinals offense starts to break out. Maybe Nolan Arenados finally starts to hit the damn baseball. Not upset about that or anything. Granted, I don't really have any stake in St. Louis just yet, but as we discussed on Beat the Closing Number, Mo and I will not quit the St. Louis Cardinals. But I digress. That's going to do it for this edition of Beat the Closing Number. We'll be back on Monday with more bets. Thanks for watching and listening. So long, everybody. Everybody.